Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Doug Too Deep, the officially unofficial podcast for the Rings of Power on Amazon Prime. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 1, Episode 7, The Eye of Sauron? What is the eye? It's called the eye. I don't know what the eye is, though. It's 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 the eyes that Queen Muriel doesn't have left after they got... <laughs> okay. She, she survived the pyroclastic cloud only to be waylaid by a flaming... Uh, I don't know doorpost. Yeah, yeah, Easel doorpost. Uh, fucking Easel door, man. He's the worst. <laughs> he sure is. Uh, the eye could also be. I, I got a very eye-like imagery when uh, Daddy Durin, or, or no, Durin and Elrond are looking through the hole that they punch in the Mithrilrhine. Yeah. There was there was eye-like quality to that. Yeah, there's a Balrog down there. Got two eyes. There is Maybe a that's something. <laughs> I don't think so. Two eyes of flame and eyes of shadow. Um, yeah. So I don't know what the eye is, but Aaron, what do you we think started, of the eye? We, did, we also started a very like extreme close up of Galadriel's eye. In the very, very true. So her ashy, ashy eye. Okay, look. This is the tale of two episodes <laughs> for me. Okay. Uh, let me do my best Agent Smith. Uh, one of these shows has a future. The other show <laughs> is bullshit and needs to die. You choose, Mr. Anderson. I got one show that's engaging about friendships and saving people and intergenerational arguments about how to use resources and when you should uh, help friends and and when you should just kind of give in to what's going on. And I've got it. And and it's it's a show about, uh, you know learning to to spread your wings and fly and and, uh, do good. Uh, and I got another show that is just about a bunch of people I don't give a shit about. Some of them I'm actively rooting mm-hmm. for them to die. The mm-hmm. writers seem like they don't give a shit to crack a book or research anything. Even the, the deep lore of Lord of the Rings. Um, and this is the Galadriel, Numenor, Isildur shit. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I said last week. There is, you know, maybe Gladrail will have a magic sh- sh- dome or maybe they'll have some kind of like mm-hmm. uh, fire. This is an evil it's fire. Cold fire it's, gonna, right? yeah. it's cold fire because it's evil fire and it's going to burn people. Um, this is I, and I said the worst case scenario. They're all going to come back looking like first responders on 9-11 mm-hmm. and I'll be damned if that's not what they did with the side of flaming horses and breaking up a group even though they were just a hundred feet from each other. This is just the yeah. dumbest shit. Uh, and I don't want to belabor the point. I want to get it all out of my system here. Right. But like <laughs> this was profoundly disappointing. And then, then this is something you don't even know that to be pissed off about yet, Jim. Oh no. They've killed Galadriel's husband who is very much alive in the Peter Jackson films. He's the Fabio looking hmm. dude. That's like, where's Gandalf? I very much desire to talk to him. You know, he doesn't have a lot of lines <laughs> and stuff, but Ke- Celeborn, 
Huh. Also known yeah, by the very funny name of Teleporn. Teleporn? Uh, what? Yeah. That's his, like, I don't know. He's got one Sindarin name and one Quinion name or something. I'll have to, I'll have to uh, tease John Wait, that's that. not a meme name on the internet? No. That's Teleporn? Teleborn is also known as Teleporn. <laughs> Yeah, he invented he invented the very first uh, yeah. screen, FaceTime pornography service in Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. It's yeah that 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 this half of the show <laughs> is 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 pretty, and there's even elements of that I liked. I kind of liked uh, Theo and Galadriel. Um, you know, he is on the precipice of falling into revenge. Yeah, fantasy. Yeah. It's going to kill his life, and she's on the other side. Like you don't want to go there, kid. I thought that was kind of interesting. I, I don't know how we got here, but I, I, you know, I found it somewhat stirring the queen promising to help like, you know, like save your pity for our enemies because we're coming back. Or we're going to fuck shit up here on Middle Earth. I thought that was kind of cool. But oh, man, so much stupid, so much stupid. And it's so yeah. bizarre because on the other side, the stuff at the Harfoots and the Meteor Man and especially uh, my man Elrond and uh, Durin. And his wife, Disa, that stuff is so good and is so much better that I just I just don't know. Um, yeah, maybe it's because that's more in the margins. So they have more freedom to kind of do what they want. And they're the, the, the mm. main plot is just so fraught yeah. with the Tolkien estate battle and all that. I, I don't know. What did you think, though, Jim? Uh, yeah, I I also was highly offended and I I don't want to. Call this another Walking Dead week. I don't feel like it's fair to score it as a Walking Dead week because it's just a continuation of the Walking Dead bullshit that I saw last week. So I'll let that slide. But I was super offended by the volcanic uh, scenario here. Am I? And you're right. Everything we said last week, we were like giving them outs, right? We were planning the outs for them, trying to see them coming and saying, surely they're going to take one of these. And my exact train of thought as I'm watching this scenario play out is, uh-oh, they're doing the ash scenario. Okay, maybe there's a magic shield. Nope, nope, no magic shield. Uh, maybe it's cold fire. Nope, that horse is definitely on fire and screaming. Maybe it's a vision of the future. Maybe, maybe... It's going to flash back. Even that would be less offensive than just playing it straight here. Nope. This is the here and now. We figured a way out for them and they didn't even take it. And that's that's the shameful thing is they figured a way out for them. See episodes earlier, right? The cold fire thing, Mm. I suppose, could have been an out, although it's hard to imagine that Mount Doom would stay cold forever, especially given... You know the ring situation and all that, but like, but, but like we're talking feedback tracks to Lord of the Rings because Mount Doom's lava just canonically doesn't burn very hot <laughs> sure, unless you're sure. standing, unless you're unless you manage to sink in it. And maybe uh, that initial blast was cold, but then the lava would be hot. Whatever. Yeah, we yeah. had a way out for them, and they didn't take it. And that was the most offensive part is they obviously didn't think about it at all. They were just like, wouldn't it be cool if Mount Doom erupted, created Mordor, and then our heroes were nearby to see it. Well, how yeah. does how does that work? I don't know, but let's just do it. Yeah, it's like it, the thing is, it makes me lose respect for the writers' room because either mm-hmm. they have that idea and no, and no one's like, you know what, what, what is the survivability of a volcano like that if we depict it? And no one decided to crack a book, or someone raised that objection. They're like, nobody will care. I don't know which is more cynical. Yeah. Um, 
But and, and the thing is, is like it's not just that because like yes, I think it's stupid. Like it's like it's it's the equivalent of like um, I don't know Indiana Jones cl- climbing into a refrigerator and an atomic bomb also, going off. Also, extraordinarily stupid. One him, of the stupidest things I've ever seen in cinema. There's no fucking way a guy like George or uh, uh, Steven Spielberg would ever do something that colossally stupid to mm-hmm. a beloved character and franchise. Uh, but that's just an example of something where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, clearly this guy's just going to die. Oh, he's not. Huh. Um, it's just not that. It's like the elves, the elf and the people and the orcs were all within a football field size area in this village. And yes. the village gets torched. Mm-hmm. Ha- Some of the people get burnt to a crisp. Horses are set on fire. None of the heroes um, do. None of the good guys get burnt. And then they get separated into various sure, groups. Sure. And the orcs, I guess, just give them like 15, 20 minutes to get their shit together and start heading out before they start systematically searching for people. But like, yeah. why did any of this happen? How did they get separated? How? <laughs> I feel, yeah. How, how, how did the orcs get? Yeah. No, it's if, the if only the thing smoke keeping is- the orcs. Go ahead. I was going to say, if the smoke is so thick that they can't see each other uh, feet away from each other, then it's probably too thick to breathe. Um, and yeah, they'll have one character cough one time and that'll be the indication that like, hey, there's a lot of smoke in the air. Um, right. It, it, here's the other thing. The, the more damaging thing to me, and I've said this about magic systems in the past, and one of the reasons I'm not a huge fan of fantasy, although I do agree that it can be done well, magic systems often have deus ex machina sort of stuff built into them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and consistency kind of goes out the window a lot of times in these things. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Lord of the Rings has done that, but what they've done now is thrown out the consistency of what can actually kill the, or harm these people. Like, sure. If human beings can survive pyroclastic clouds, hitting them square in the face, what actually can kill them? Because I now don't know. They've thrown all the rules I know about human beings from the real world out the window. So now this is some fantasy human race that I just I I don't know anything about. And without any excuses, like, okay, maybe a high elf like Galadriel can tank something like that. She's immortal. These Numenorians are better men. There's some kind of half elven blood and they're all armored. Maybe. But there's about Bronwyn. What about Theo? What about? (laughs) Yeah, they're they're plain old humans who mm-hmm. have no special blood or anything and they're wearing sackcloth like yeah yeah i don't get it i don't, yeah, I don't so get now, it so now i don't i don't know what to think next time a threat comes up right how doomed are they if they can survive this um it's just such it's just such it's just it's idiot spectacle is yeah what it's it is. cool imagery just like, I, I agree because like, yeah dude that blood red like it it, it was gorgeous yes. It was absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. This blood red environment that they were inhabiting was all streaked with fire and the ash and all that stuff. It is extremely striking. It's extremely evocative of disasters that we've gone through in the 20, uh, early 21st century. Yeah. Um, I get why they wanted to do that, but like you just can't check your. I mean, I maybe I can't. I just can't check my brain out to enough to enjoy. It's just not. I don't think it's that type of show that kind of wants you to just check your brain off. Um, I, I don't ever want to watch a show that wants me to check my brain off completely. Like, even in The yeah. Walking Dead, I don't. Well, I mean, there's it, shows like <laughs> there's show. There's definitely shows that you don't think you know, like nobody's watching what we do in the shadows for like consistent okay, okay, comedy or things sure. like. It, it does. What I'm saying if like this a was like a latitude. parody or like a shit posting show, like Danger Five or something like that. Fine, uh-huh. yeah, check your brain out. Who cares? Rick and Morty, 
even Rick and Morty, it don't really shut your brain off. Um, no, I don't the know. Dramas, I don't I'm know. almost always engaged uh, until they do stuff like this. And I would say I have I have other things that I didn't like about this episode. But one thing I do like is the Elrond Durin stuff. I'm I'm still like super engaged with that storyline um, because because it's just it's so much fun and so serious at the yeah. same time. Right. I feel like mm-hmm. there are actual stakes for these characters, not pyroclastic clouds hitting them in the face. Yeah. I feel like their friendship is at stake here. Uh, even more than the, the survival of the elves. Cause look, I know the elves survive. I'm not, mm-hmm. I've seen the Lord of the Rings, um, but their friendship. I don't know if that survives. I want to see. Uh, and I really like these characters. So I'm way in on that stuff. Uh, I think that was the best part of the episode easily. Yeah. And and then you go over to Meteor Man and the Harfoots and I'm like, I'm torn on this one because, boy, I lost patience with the is he evil? Is he not evil? Meteor Man stuff. I think they have done this scene four times now and I'm they've done it one too many times. This is this was a scene that broke the camel's back for me. I'm they cannot do See? another scene that says. Haha, his spell didn't work and it almost got them killed, but oh, it did work. So now is he evil or is he good? That it's too much. It's too much now. All right. Well, I'm going to disagree with you at that point in the episode, but that's fine. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, um, it's yeah, it's just, man, this is not the show I thought we'd get. Um, especially since no. the first the first two episodes were so promising. And there again, uh, there's two thirds of this show that are is very viable and is working. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the main motivating plot, the reason the show is being told that primary story arc is yeah. almost irrecoverable, in my opinion. Like, I just, you know. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's too strong, because like I said, at the end of the episode, I was all in on Galadriel and Muriel and Halbrun getting back together and stomping, you know, but I don't know. I'm not even that all in on it, because, again, Adar seems like he's kind of cool and these orcs need a home. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That's super interesting, right? The old the, yeah. like, switcheroo on our on what we thought of the orcs last episode. I thought yeah. was great. Yeah. But they did it too good. They they humanized them too well. Now I'm like, I can't. They're no longer useful as just Nazi foot soldiers that you can exterminate sure. an unlimited amount of and not ever like do anything but like eat popcorn and, and, and drink drink soda. I, I still think that like their ultimate mission, you know, to find a home is worthy. But like the, the you know, the ends can't justify the means. And oh, so yeah, if you're no, willing to murder gone. an entire continent's worth of people to find your home, I'm not cool with that. So they yeah, need to nah. be defeated, but they're not, yeah, mindless uh, Nazi-esque. They, they should have gone to Middle Earth's UN and asked them to buy to pass a non-binding resolution to establish them a homeland in some un, unused <laughs> portion of the Southlands. Sure, work through the proper channels. Yeah, they yeah. should. They should have worked through the proper channels. But you know, it's been it's been uh, three, four thousand years of relentless <laughs> hunting by these uh, fucking uh, self-righteous elves, and they're they're tired yeah. of waiting on the process. You know, they're tired totally. of waiting on the process. I get it. I get it. I understand. Anyway, yeah, so that's my general thoughts on the episode. I think this was, of the three shows, shockingly, of the three shows we're watching this week, uh, the weakest of the three. Um, I think yeah. Walking Dead barely edged it out, and House of the Dragon just continues to impress, but 
Yeah, House of Dragon is on fire on all cylinders, and uh, The Walking Dead is it's missing a cylinder. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> sure, it's still it's- moving down the road where like I feel like. Uh, not all of the wheels have fallen off of the show, but half of the wheels have fallen off of the show. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think they really need to really think about, you know, they're going to have a year, I think a year or two uh, to, to kind of retool and refactor before the next season comes out. And they just really need to tighten some of this stuff up. Yep. Uh, or I expect that they're going to start seeing some, dwindling audiences like they're not going to get to 25 i don't know man maybe this is exactly what families are wanting they're wanting ultra violent r-rated violence uh with horses on fire and screaming yeah yeah with 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 g-rated romances and uh black and white morality and you know it's essentially they're they're wanting disney plus star wars crap for their lord of the rings on amazon because i guess that's not what i want so it's it's clearly a viable way to make television in the modern era. Ask Disney. Yeah. So, I I despair. Uh, I, I maybe I, I need Aragorn to give me a, a a speech to pick me back up and put a sword in my hand to tell me to fight on. But yeah, I'm. Uh, oh boy, this this glad. I'm. Or maybe I just start hate watching and just like I hope everyone dies. <laughs> We'll I hope the Numenorean ships sink. I hope, I hope uh, Galadriel falls off and mm-hmm. her fancy elf armor takes her straight down and she just sits there for the rest the rest of the third and fourth <laughs> age. She just gauges at the from the bottom of the ocean, can't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough preamble. Let's Jesus. get into the recap. 16 minutes of pure vitriol. Uh, if anyone's l- I talked about Durin. I, I talked about how much I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It wasn't that's pure true. vitriol. I wouldn't say half of the wheels of the pod. I wouldn't say all the wheels of the podcast have fallen off. Just, just half of them. Yeah. Just half of them. There's a lot more rings of power to ponder. We'll be back right after this short break. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, let's dig a little deeper on Dug Too Deep. All right, we start off with the volcanic blast uh, aftermath. It, it's hit them. The survivors are running around, sometimes literally with their heads on fire, trying to gather themselves. Uh, everyone you care about survived, but Isildur gets buried under rubble trying to help others. Um. One of my favorite movies is Mars Attacks, and I clearly remember sitting in the theater, and the way that movie begins, if you recall, are people have, you know, they're like country bumpkins, and a herd of cows on fire 
comes over the crest of a hill. Damn. And I was the only one in my hometown theater that just bust out laughing at the sight <laughs> of these mooing cows stampeding all of them on fire. And Damn. that's the only thing I could think of when that horse came around the bend on fire. I'm like, oh, my God. That's, the, the orcs are going to come in here and the, 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 you start yodeling. Yodeling is going to make their heads explode. I don't think you want people thinking of Mars attacks when you're trying no. to make a Rings of Power television show. Definitely not. Um, no, you want people to be impressed by all the cool imagery that you've spent $60 million an episode on, right? That's and I was. Want. This shit looked amazing. If they mm-hmm. had this set up in even any kind of way that I would believe that this yeah. was survivable by... Again, like I feel like the survival percentages are flipped. Like maybe five percent of the people would be in a position to live. Like the people they're in the keep or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But like it's the opposite. Like it seems like five or ten percent of the people were badly burnt or killed. But the thing is, is like Galadriel gets up and she's right next to a structure fire. Yeah. This thing flash burnt down a building and left her dumb ass alive. How? No, no helmet. No nothing. She Where just, are the orcs? Where the see, fuck are the orcs? She sees a thousand incoming damage and says, I'll take it to the face. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the orcs were right there. The only thing keeping them at bay was the sun. Where the fuck did the orcs go? We know they didn't die because the Dar's walking around. He's fine. They Other were in the tunnels. Are fine. They, they jumped in the tunnel after the water passed. So they were fine. And they're like, oh, we got to stay down here until the smoke clears, guys. We can't use it, you know. Mm-hmm. What about the people that are getting away? That's all right. We'll get them later. Like, No, we yeah, got them with the pyroclastic blast. That's what they were saying. <laughs> we got them. Don't worry. We got them. No. Turns out they were mistaken. Uh, a lot of people, like like I said, survived. Uh, Theo survived. I, I, Isildur, the queen, Valendil, the omelet or whatever his name is. He's the only one who died. Uh, well, and no one he, cares. He's right? lame. He's too lame. Yeah. His yeah. His he's his structure too delicate. Sensibilities too too mild. <laughs> I guess he truly uh, did to, have enough of battle for his lifetime. He did. Yeah. He <laughs> couldn't fight for his life for one more second. <laughs> no. I I, I do want. I I can't go enough because like they established that Theo and Galadriel are in the middle of groups of group of survivors. Oh, God. But they're and going they to be blasted? separated. Like, it's like not oh. like they got flung because, like, they're recognizably in the village. Uh, they, it's not like the blast. Fl- I don't I don't know what would be stupider, like the, the blast flinging them a mile away or <laughs> them just getting lost mm-hmm. in the smoke fog, even though you can clearly hear people calling for help and assistance. And Gladriel's like, fuck, we got to get out of here. Um, which, you know, again, maybe it's like, well, the orcs are here. We need to get away. But. Yeah. Why didn't the orcs like I, I should I felt like there's there's a lot of things they could have done to fix this. Number one, not have the fucking pirate like just just have the volcano raining down fire. So it's like if you are in the mm-hmm. way of a magna blob, you're going to die. Otherwise, you're going to be fine. It's kind of like, you yeah. know, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, flip a coin for living and dying. You have the orcs, you know, now that the sun's blotted out, starting to rampage. And like Gladiel's like, shit, we got to get out of here. There's not enough of us to make a stand and just people just take off running in all directions. Yeah, well, the smoke they, slowly spreads to create Mordor, right? Right. But they don't they don't do that. And I don't no. know why they thought they could get away with this. We're, we're watching you, television show. We're right here. <laughs> Literally. That's you know? the only point is to watch you. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, we've we've said probably too much on this scene. Uh, I'm sorry. I just can't like but, it's again. It's it's a very fucking worse. It's worse than the worst case scenario because they added all the things I thought they're going to do and then yeah. split the party up, which again, I don't even. Start, OK, never mind. Let's go. Let's keep on moving. I can go we'll get back together eventually. It'll be fine. Um, yeah. 
let's move over to the Harfoots. They arrive. Wait, wait. Yep. Can we talk about like, okay, I know we, we mentioned it, but like, um, Isildur is the worst. <laughs> yeah. He gets pinned under a, a, a fucking rafter and he, he blinds his queen. Uh-huh. The queen sacrificed her vision for his dumb ass. Yeah. I mean, that's the only All way right, to I just want to make sure we establish that. Okay. How did uh, Muriel get blinded, by the way? Uh, I I assume fire right to the eyes. Like, the, the, like she got hit the, with embers in the, the face. The hot, gaseous I cloud know, that dude. lit everything on fire didn't do it. But She had her eyes fi- closed during that. She was looking directly into the embers when they hit her. <laughs> Man, my eyelids don't even protect me from the full sun. Like she it's has queen feel, eyelids, you know, though. She has the eyelids no, of the, she, she's got the she's seen in the, eyelids, into the palantir yeah. that that fortifies your eyes lids in a yeah. way you wouldn't understand. Oh yeah, yeah. She's 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 got those <laughs> mithril mithril lined eyelids. Uh huh. <laughs> Lead's got nothing on it, man. Yeah, it's the only explanation I have for you. I'm sorry. Uh, all right, now let's talk about the Harfoots. They arrive at the grove and they find it torched. And Sadik realizes that a volcano took it out, and that must mean there's a new evil rising. And then we get suspicious looks over at Meteor Man. and Yeah, and he's just kind of stumbling about. Yep. And then Sadik asks Meteor Man to fix the uh, the death of the grove here. And he tries, but it seemingly fails, almost killing one of the Harfoots in the process. I do. I did wonder, because like when Sardok starts, uh, Sadok starts saying about like, oh, new evil's afoot and everyone looks suspiciously over to Meteor Man. I thought like, oh, they're going to start the, the Harfits are going to start getting suspicious again and superstitious. Mm-hmm. But they don't. But no, they're like, hey, could the big fella who might be the new evil, could, could he kind of give us a help out? Like, oh, oh man. So yeah. like even in this, it's a, it's a weird like, back and forth, right? Also, yeah. Why we're, why, why we're bitching lightly on one of my favorite parts of the show. I thought they did a pretty shitty job of selling this grove being destroyed. There's like four or five oh, yeah. trees scorched, yeah. you know, randomly uh, by by this volcano that's shooting fire from, I don't know, 100 kilometers away. Um, it didn't. Yeah, it's like if, if these five trees were why you stopped and fed yourself, I don't know. Maybe this isn't this isn't the greatest stopping place. Sure. Uh, also, are, are are these apples that they're eating? A lot of apples I this week. So. I think they're apples. Why aren't apples. they bigger? I feel like they should be almost the size of their head. Like I've seen bigger apples in the oh, supermarket. Right. Yeah, these are these are Harfoots. They, are these they crab should, apples. They be, it, what are it they? It should be like seeing a five year old holding an apple. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. This should be like the size of a cantaloupe in their hands. You would think so. Maybe that's what it is. They're, you're supposed to understand they're like crab apples or something. Like humans wouldn't be interested in eating, but the Harfoots, man, this is a feast. Could be, yeah. That's all the apple they can handle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Granny I, I'm growing... Smith would kill them. <laughs> it would, yeah. Swallow one of those seeds, a whole tree grows out of you. Uh, <laughs> it's proportionally so much sour, you know, because their taste buds are so much smaller. <laughs> right. Granny Smith would be like, just, just close their throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said in the preamble, I'm I'm growing impatient with this storyline. They keep showing us the same scene over and over again, and this this was number four, as best I can tell. And I'm happy to see by the end of the episode, I think they're moving on from this. You know, that's the thing. I think the rule of three says that they can do this three times. Once, like only Nori sees it. The other time, mm-hmm. Nori and Poppy sees it. Now the whole crew sees sees it, and as a result, they it's like okay, as much as we love this guy. It's time for him to move on. I, I thought well, like, then there okay. was the then there was the one that Nori only saw as well with the ice stuff. So like I thought that was the one I was counting. Oh, oh, 
So the healing ice, but the that's fireflies. back to her only seeing it. What? So what? What other? Because like the, you had the fireflies, the ice, and this. What other thing did did he go wrong? Uh, I don't know because four. because he came he came like crashing out into the the funeral ceremony or whatever they were doing right in the netting, and they all got scared of him. And then he helped them drag the wagon. Oh, but that, so that was like, like using his magic good. or anything. I thought like that's just him being sure, a, sure. A, a big clumsy oaf. Okay, well, yeah. yeah. If you want to, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of lumping that all together in the same like, okay. is he evil or is he good? Um, gotcha. So I don't know. It's wearing thin, but it looks like it's gonna be done. Unless unless they yeah. go chase him down, find him, and then they do another one of these scenes, which I'll be pretty well, annoyed by. Well, but the, the the fact that the Harfits are changing, they're actually being a little uh-huh. uh, adventuresome. They're 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 you know yeah. being a little bit of, of baggins here. Um, also, they keep teasing me at the ints, man. Because uh, when right. the meter man starts whispering through the tree and it gets louder and more insistent, it's like, oh, trees don't talk. And he's like, some dude. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fucking show me those ints, man. Mm-hmm. That three second scene of an int wife and an int child is, is not enough. I need more ints. Yeah. That's one way cool. this show could offer me an olive branch by having yeah. an olive int tree. The rings of power to the season and literally two. offering me his olive branches. That would that would do a, that would do a lot. That would do a lot for me, to be honest, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> are they olive trees i didn't realize that i Could mean they be no olive trees? But, Why not? but if he's offering if, i just just I, I don't know i just made an olive branch joke okay <laughs> okay <laughs> season two is going to be all ins I'm, that's going to be the I'm subtitle my amusement where i can get it from this show <laughs> uh all right let's go on to oh i also want to say that the meteor man looking for things to praise uh-huh I'm astounded that he can do the same same shtick for seven episodes and it's still fascinating. Like his perilous confusion of like like uh, of, of like constantly being like amazed at what he's doing and confused and apologetic. Like he's held that frame for seven episodes and I haven't gotten I haven't gotten gotten bored with it yet. Maybe you sure. are. But yeah, I'm, I'm still digging to, what he's. But. That's very hard to be this non-vocal and be mm-hmm. relatively charming and interesting and still kind of dangerous. Like it's it's pretty good, pretty good yeah. stuff. It's like it's like Gandalf only he can't talk. You know, uh huh. That's a hard thing to do. Or Sauron, but he can't talk. Who knows? Could be. All right, let's go over to Elrond making an appeal for Mithril to Daddy Durin. Uh, he pleads with him, literally pleads with him, and offers him things in exchange. And Daddy Durin decides not to help because it's too risky for his people. And defying the will of the gods might destroy Middle Earth. This is good. I like it. I like the dwarf lords oh, behind him pulling like a the biggest sunny Corleone. Like as soon as the elves offer like five hundred years of sacred elf tree, they're like five hundred. Holy shit, that's such a good. <laughs> Wait, you say you're saying that they're going to guarantee the Tatalias are going to guarantee our stake for 500 years? Yeah, no, uh, I, I really like that. And the thing that I like about the scene is like everyone has a point. Like sure. during the fourth wants to save his friend. Elrond mm-hmm. wants to save his friend during the third is like, boy, you're rolling the dice on our whole kingdom going and delving these deep, dark places that are destabilizing the minds and all like. I yeah. don't know that I'm a, I mean, I, I don't want the elves to perish, right. but during the third, nah. I don't want the dwarves to perish either. And I, I think there is a legitimate case to be made that either of those scenarios are possible given the yeah. two paths forward. 
Especially since it's just an elf, like they like I, I like that they confirmed it by the end of this episode, because until then, it's like, you know, like you want us to frack our mountain to mm-hmm. extract this precious resource to save the elves because they think this tree's going rotten and this is going to save them. Like we don't like. Yeah, I I thought everyone kind of had a point and I really and I think thought, all the stuff with the leaf that they do with the mithril yes, sitting beside it and healing it exactly. is super good because it shows this will actually work. It's right. just, is it worth the risk to the dwarves to do it? And I, yeah, yeah. And, and then the guy who actually has a relationship with the dwarf is saying, yes, it's worth it. The guy who doesn't is saying, no, it's not. And everybody's right in their own context. I love it. And this guy playing Durin the fourth is so good because he, all he's got to emote with is like the area of his eyes, you know, right, everything right. else is just covered with hair. You can't see, but like when Elrond is doing the speech, he gets on like, there's this like, He's got this blank expression on his face, but just it's the slightest of smiles mm-hmm. that like because he knows his friend is killing it. My friend's crushing you know, you think, it. And, and it's the yeah. right tack too, right? Elrond comes exactly. in here very, hu- very hum- uh, hu- humid. Shit, what's the word? Humble. He's very humid. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's humid, he's human, and he's humble. Uh, and I think yeah. the third is probably the most important. The humility that he comes in here with and shows, I think, is impressive to everyone. Because they're because used he, to the elves being such dicks, such high right. and mighty, and, holier and, than thou shits. And he's so, pulling, he's pulling the, uh, I, uh, he's, he's the pick me elf. I'm not, I'm not like other elves. I'm half, I'm ha- only half elven, you see. Right, right. And that allows me to see the bullshit in us that we can't even see ourselves. And it's just like, you're, you're really flattering the king's expectations. And uh, well, you're flattering his sensibilities and subverting his expectations for how an elf is going to, uh, to, to work yeah and you can also get super cynical about that right and say oh now that they yeah. need something desperately from us for their survival they come with hat sure. hand right sure but right. like but they don't have to you know they could still be arrogant pricks and they're not sure yeah and, and i think uh elrond plays it just right too he doesn't come across as too humble right he's yeah. not he he's not really leaning into it, but he's doing just enough to make me believe. Yeah, he's not it. like a toady. He's a he's a person. He's a serious man. That's a that's a powerful man, but nevertheless is willing to do do what's right to to try to you know put himself solely in this king's good graces. Um, I thought the king, the philosophy of the dwarves, like you know, the legend says that we were fashioned out of rock and fire, rock because we uh, the the eternal appeals to us. And that we want to resist the pull of time and think about the far future, but also fire graces us with the, the truth that everything is eventually is consumed. Mm-hmm. And if it's the elves time, it's their time. Right. And the, the fact that like, you know, like these elves, like they, they have a fate separate from us. And it was set down by the gods who are much wiser and farsighted than us. And like, you know, if we start fucking with their plan, mm-hmm. then, you know, we're going to go the the path of Melkor and, and Sauron or Morgoth and Sauron. So like I again, I, everyone kind of had a point here that was yeah. that was well articulated and spoken. Agreed. And then Disa's is going to jump in on that, too. Uh, she's not pleased with Daddy Durin's decision. She wants to reopen the mine, but Durin doesn't want to subvert the king's decision. Uh, Elrond realizes that Daddy Durin has made this decision not to help them and leaves to tell Gilgalad. Uh, and then we see the Mithril heal this diseased Linden Leaf, and Disa and Durin are amazed, and he calls Elrond back. 
Again, great. I like Disa being pissed, but her also you see Durin now is on the other side. Like he's kind of unsure. It's like, yeah, yeah, dad's talking some sense. And what if he's right? What if Mm -hmm. we fucked this up? And, you know, and also uh, there's just he's our king. We need to respect his wishes. Like, yeah, I want people to respect my orders when I become king. How can I defy him and then expect that later? You know, there's there's got to be a certain amount of respect for institutions and or or else how are you going to expect people to, to listen to you and. I was also I thought the comedy of like she apologized for saying oh her God. dad's got lice in his beard because, you know, I hate it when you talk about my mother that way. And Turin starts the he doesn't even get halfway through the joke where he's like, well, yeah, but actually her beard. And he's like, no, it's joking, joking. It's so good because Deese has got the hammer, man. Uh-huh. She's making an axe and he doesn't want it stuck with the glowing end where the sun don't shine. Love it. My, probably uh, my favorite part of the entire episode was that that exchange there. And Elrond takes it like uh, a half man, you know, he's like, uh, he understands like, uh, it's like, well, I guess this is goodbye. And he hits him with the anamare, which, um, you know, is the elfish word for farewell. But I guess it literally translates to go towards goodness, which Mm -hmm. just makes Durin even that much more like he just falls apart, starts weeping openly, which I thought was was great. Yeah, I thought that was going to be what. Like that sentiment go towards goodness was going to be what pushed him to continue the mining. But it turns out the end of the scene is just going to do it right. The the mithril heals the. Yeah. The fact the that like it's it's no longer a wild crackpot elven theory yep. like in his grief and the way it just worked like in his grief. He like throws the mithril away and just kind of bounces over and lands on top of the leaf and just instantly heals it. I thought mm-hmm. pretty cool. Good. Good storytelling. I'm investing these characters. I feel I'm, I, 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 you know, I, I want Durin and his dad to get along. I want Elrond mm-hmm. to live. This is great. Um, yeah, great. This, this, this show is, is, is a sturdy leg to stand on. Absolutely. Uh, let's go back to Theo who wants to keep fighting, but Galadriel tells him that this land is lost. Um, <laughs> look at it, man. Shit's fucked. You can get Bob the builder and his whole crew in here and it's just not, it's <laughs> You cannot fix it. And this is a big change in her tune, right? She doesn't want to fight at this moment because she sees the result of her just maniacal focus on this mission. What? It's brought about. Th- this is what, you know, Gilgalad and Elrond were worried about in the first place is that her mission might actually bring about the things that she's fighting. And it's also. Uh, yeah, so there's a couple things I admire in her storytelling here. Number one, like Galadriel looking at this red hell and it's so evocative of what you saw in the, the prologue to the season where, you know, the elves that uh, that kind of got plunged into fire and ocean and everything was red soaked and all these elves floating dead in the ocean and all their cities underwater. Like Galadriel's like, Jesus yeah. Christ, I've done it again. Mm-hmm. I have tried to do this thing, what I thought was right, and I've doomed an entire con- subcontinent again. Like she's having all of her past come back and like, uh, you know, accuse her. And I thought that was played yeah. pretty, pretty well. Uh yeah. And again, the her this 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 kid being at the start of his revenge quest and her being mm-hmm. seeing the futility of it. I, I thought that was pretty smart to put those things in, in opposition. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get there here in a bit uh, in more detail. But first, we've got to go over to Alan Deal waiting for Isildur to show up among the survivors. He never does. Uh, we find out the Beric lived, though. Beric's being led away. Mm hmm. Uh, my my concern here was they left this place without their queen. They just hope she'll turn up. 
how did they get separated? Yeah, I don't want to beat this horse. Uh, I don't right, want to beat right. the bear how, but too then, much, How but... did they leave without her? Like if I if right. I'm Ellen Deal, I'm looking for her until I find a body. Because again, or it's not like the or nothing. Nothing drove them away. Right. Like they're just right. like, well, I guess we should head to. It's not like the orcs they're like, were the orcs like might be coming, but yeah. but they where were they? The orcs were there. The orcs were among you, dude. <laughs> right, right. You were amidst the orc. Did they go to yep. sleep? Did they get too dusty? I don't they know. They went down to their tunnels. I'm telling you. And then fell asleep. Yeah. Uh, all right. Galadriel and Theo head toward the survivor's camp. And Galadriel gives Theo her sword. Uh, turning him into a true warrior, I guess. Or trying to. Yeah, and she's trying to say things I don't think she believes in her heart. Like, you know, and when the, he asks her how many elk, uh, orcs she's killed, and she's like, many, and he's like, good. And she's like, don't call dark deeds good. It gives evil a place to thrive, and how a true soldier fights wars both without and within, because else, you know, you succumb to the darkness. And, and you know, she asks if he asks him if I'm a soldier, and, you know, that anytime you talk about child soldierly, I think even as an elf that's been fighting a war for 3000 years or whatever, that's got to give you pause. Mm-hmm. Like this like 15 year old. That's like, am I a soldier? Like Jesus. Um, well, when the war comes to you, a soldier is anyone who can fight. Yeah, no, it's, it's grim shit. Right? But I think that's, uh, that is what they are grappling with on this show. Uh, yeah. when they can be bothered to, uh, it's actually important. Or I think interesting to note in that previous scene where Elendil is waiting for Isildur, just how weird it is, like the scenario where the queen walks up and she's got some dude just kind of guiding her by the arm, it seems, and like she doesn't really say anything or acknowledge much, and and then Elendil kind of figures out that Isildur is not coming, right? That he didn't make yeah. it. Because he's the one kid with Beric that kind of looks like Isildork and then it's it's not. (laughs) Isildork. Oh, no, this Uh kid's way better looking and posture and he's not a sniveling little shit. (laughs) I don't see him actively fucking anything up. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's just he's just leading the horse. Oh, God, he's not fucking it. Yeah, it's it's, it can't be Isildor. But as we go into this next scene, um, we're heading back to we're heading to the encampment, uh, the fallback point, I guess. Elendil realizes that the queen can't see and apparently can't smell. Did you know you can smell smoke, not just see it? <laughs> I would think that everything would smell like smoke, though. Like, you know. OK, it's like a night after a campfire. I go home. Yeah, I'm smelling oh, smoke. Oh, times for... a million. Yeah, <laughs> times a million. Obviously. Oh, yeah. That Mordor smoke stinks. Oh, yeah. It's oh, really yeah. stinky. Burnt orc hair. It gets on your nose and just. <laughs> No, but I, I like how they they teased this out, um, how they foreshadowed it a little bit in that previous mm-hmm. scene, right? Where like there's something weird, something off about the queen. Then she almost takes this stick to the eye, which I thought was a nice touch as she's riding mm. this horse. Oh, and Elendil yeah. sees it and he's like, that's weird. Yeah. And then he eventually realizes, oh, yeah, she can't yeah, see when she says smoke. Yep. Yeah. Indeed. And she's um, trying to, you know, like she's trying to keep it not hidden, uh, not out of vanity, but like the last thing these soldiers need is to know that their queen has been stricken. Yeah. And I want to sit tall and proud in this saddle until we get to the camp, at least. I thought that was a good... <laughs> or I take a stick in the eye. <laughs> or I take. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, 
Sadik's this is what starts like Ellen deal. You can feel his faith start to crumble. He's lost his idiot yes. son. Uh, <laughs> the her the queen has lost her idiot sight, and it's just like man, I've here I was an elf lover, and look where it's gotten me. Yes, because he yeah, it's, it's really gonna hit home by the end. A lot of people struggle with blame and whose fault it was, like Theo and all that. But like Ellen deal is probably the most proximate cause, directly responsible. Just leaves that elf in the water. None of this ever happens. Or or if at any point he says, yeah, maybe we should be a little isolationist from the elves still, right? He's the yeah. one who was pushing the entire time right. for Galadriel. Uh, so, yeah, I, I fully agree. He is the most responsible other than Galadriel. And he feels it. Yeah. Oh, well, and Galadriel also feels like a big piece of shit, too, which yes. maybe she should. They both maybe do. Should a little they bit. both should. All right, Sadik tur- uh, sends Meteor Man away toward a settlement of big folk with the diagram of the stars in hand. Uh, and then we see the tree generating a new flower, and Nori says goodbye to Meteor Man by giving him an apple, which is just like a cherry tomato to him, right? It's got to be like you sent me away with a cherry tomato on a journey that who knows mm-hmm. how long? Thousand Thanks, years, Nori. maybe. I-, I thought so. <sighs> I also don't understand about this star thing. Um, he's like, I, we, our people haven't seen these stars for over a thousand years. Mm-hmm. It's my understanding that at this point, the entirety of Arda, Earth, is flat. Okay. Um, so I've heard. So, like, if 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 it, on a round planet, you, I don't know if you know this, but in the southern hemisphere, they have entirely different constellations than we do. Uh-huh. You know, um, because obviously they're on the wrong side of the planet. They look up and they're they're looking down by perspective. Well, and maybe the we're the on the wrong side of the planet. And there's like Who equatorial knows? constellations that we kind of all share. Um, and the Earth tilts this way and that way. So it's it's not like a huge vat. But there's a there's a big, you know, 30 percent of the sky. We don't we don't get to see from the north. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand, like, how this is like the stars disappeared. Um, and, the, of course, when this, you know, this is kind of like magical. Obviously, we were talking about, you know, yeah. fucking lit trees and flat earths and the all this shit but like i i feel i feel like they're being needlessly mysterious about all this stuff um i don't know that we need to have this this needs to be an entire season-long mystery about so many people's identities but Mm -hmm. whatever um and then they, they they decided that like well he couldn't heal the tree and he almost killed us with uh uh, our own children's stupidity almost killed them, so we got to send this guy away. You know, he's got to get find yep. his answers with his other big folk. It all tracks. It all tracks to me. Yeah. Uh, Nori regrets getting involved with Meteor Man and leaving the trail, so to speak. Uh, Marigold tells her to sleep it off. <laughs> Just like, yeah, go to bed. You're you're getting too whiny. Yeah, I. I thought it's just everybody is feeling responsible and regret here. Um, they also have this black smoke start to kind of cover the sky and the moon, but they don't really do anything with it. Oh, I didn't even I, notice that. Really? Yeah, there's they, they look up the sky and like you got a full moon and there's clouds, but then you see some like black volcanic smoke start to kind of obscure I just the sky. thought those were more clouds. Okay. Oh, uh, maybe they sense. are, but they looked very black and volcanic to me. And I so are they that too that close was, to Mount Doom? Is that what's happening? I, they gotta. I mean, look, if Mount Doom is sending lava balls out 500 miles away, I'm calling some <laughs> bullshit. I, I think that they've established uh-huh. that they are on the borders. Of, well, you know, I don't know why they've stopped doing the maps because I've understood that like they made a great migration. They had they had a they had mm-hmm. my great thumb, and 
I guess that's taken them to the Southlands even closer. Okay. Then but, yeah, uh, it's probably I, is spreading. I, I don't to know them why. I don't the know why they hit. haven't. I, I don't know why they they abandoned the maps because that was such a great way to keep everybody on the right page. You know. Yeah, and I would like to see you know how far this land of Mordor spreads. Is it is it going to continue to spread? Is it is something like? Over the course of the next few seasons, we're just going to see it engulf more and more of the Southlands. Until it covers or... all the world in a sickened darkness, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What I, I didn't know if like it? this is final state of Mordor or if we're going to grow into that. But that's a good question. You know, uh, Mordor is, t- we'll is is typically uh, portrayed as being kind of ringed by these three walls of mountains that kind of curtain it off the rest of Middle Earth and makes it kind of a fortress unto itself. So I imagine that okay. those mountain ranges will eventually kind of be the borders of it but yeah it remains to be seen how much of the world is covered with that uh, sick and darkness gotcha we got a lot of rings of power to ponder we'll be right back after this short break and now let's dig a little deeper on Doug Too Deep um, and I like Norris um, you know regretful sentiment here and, and like sure huh. she's so young and she She's, she 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 bucked their society and it's kind of bitter bitter in the ass yeah and she's like saying things that i still don't think she believes right i'm just a harfoot that's all i'll ever be i don't i don't think that's the end of it from her and you can see it no. when she goes out there to the people i'm calling the witches um and says hey he went that way i mean that's her leaving the path again right yeah the, getting uh-huh. back involved with that stuff so she doesn't really believe this. She's just. It's very teenager. She's just right? whiny. Yeah. Like when your mom and dad say like, you know, if you do this, it's going to fuck you up this way. And it does. Mm-hmm. And then you're kind of well, like, fine. You know, I guess I'll like, never do anything else again. Or even if it's just kind of like, yeah, sometimes I think it's like, gosh, you know, you're right. I you knew this and I didn't know this and I didn't take that. And like, it's it's not like you might. But in that moment, you feel pretty fucking foolish. You know, sure. And then, sure. Um, I don't know that that's obvious. I don't think that's where things stay. But like, I, I thought that no, was no. I thought that was pretty reckon. And again, this is this whole episode's about regret. Everyone mm-hmm. is feeling like a fool for doing the things that they've done, whether you're high elf or a low Harfoot. All right, let's go over to Theo asking Gladriel about the ones she's lost. This is the scene you were talking about where she tells us about her husband, her brother, uh, Theo blames himself for the current state of the Southlands, but Gladriel tells him not to carry that burden because it's mine. Because I fucked up. Uh, inst- no, actually, she says instead, blame the gods. You know, when things go wrong in your life, blame the gods. That's what I do. Yeah, uh, Manway comes out. It comes out of clouds like the fuck you say. <laughs> right. We told you to stay in Valinor, you dumb. B-. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like. <laughs> and then the orcs almost find him, but of course they don't. Uh, I like this. Uh, I thought the, uh, the orcs canonically can smell man flesh. Uh huh. But they're covered but... in the smell, the stinky orc hair smell of. <laughs> of doom. Doom. Oh, I can't smell not but fucking campfire. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> is my ponytail on fire? Because all that smells orc hair. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It just smells like fucking wood smoke, it does. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, there's like, they, they do the most half assed search of all time. Yeah, not right, since, right. Not since, since the ring wraith didn't yes, bother to look yes. over a root. 
have we uh-huh. seen a half-assed evil person surge? Yeah. That's the exact scene I was thinking of. It's so reminiscent of that. Like, well, um, we're here and there's a shallow embankment with a tree. Shall we look over? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like, so, so, so this is the second time in this week that I've heard a clam reference to armor. And I don't think I've ever heard that in my life before. But The Walking Dead had one, too. Negan references and says it's a clamshell. Yeah. And then Galadriel yeah. says it here. I, what kind of weird coincidence? There's there's apples on both shows. Look, it's insane. That, Maybe the writer's you, you room is collaborating. You showrunners. You, you feckless showrunners. If if any time you are you are cribbing from The Walking Dead's dialogue, boy, if if if, if nothing else. You should that should just should that should cause you to have a little bit of regretful reflection about your part in all this destruction that you've wrought. Is there maybe a little crossover? Do we have somebody who writes for both The Walking oh, Dead and God Rings of it. Power the in the writer's room? Guy. It's the Timon and Pumbaa guy. <laughs> it is. And then Nick Otero's giving direction pointers. Yeah. yeah, that's some deep Walking Dead lore there. You'll have to. You know, yeah, you'd have, to, you'd have to you'd have to listen to eight, nine, 11 seasons of our <laughs> fucking podcast to understand that. Um, I, I I am very curious because there's been people mad about this show for pretty small lore changes for making elves black for not having dwarves. Women have as big of beards as you'd expect. But this is the first time, and I know like John got pretty pissed about the a Cimmeril, uh Cimmeril, Silmaril, mm-hmm. maybe somewhat is surviving in some fashion that we kind of thought about in last week's. But like this Celeborn stuff, a- a- again, e- even I think a casual Lord of the Ring fans understands that Gladriel was married and her husband is alive in a third age because he was there with her in Lothorian. Um, and okay, what, there's, there's un- an out for this, and it's cold fire. No, it's it's. Maybe she thinks he's dead, but he's not. There is an out that like there's two outs. Number one, because she doesn't say that he's dead. Well, she says he's dead. But what she actually says is that he marched off the war in the Mm -hmm. previous age and he never came back. Yes. Now, I don't know what the fuck Celeborn is doing and where he's doing it at for this this entire age. Uh, Mm -hmm. The other thing is like elves can die and under exceptional circumstances um, be regenerated. You know, uh, that's canonically possible. Uh, Glorfindel is one of those that uh, got that 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 uh, boon bestowed upon him, so they can just bring him back that way. But it's just weird because why is it important for mm-hmm. Galadriel's husband to be dead? Is like would we be like would would uh, would we be watching this show and be like you know why does Galadriel have gallivanting after orcs when her husband's at home waiting for food to be cooked? I mean, like, what? Uh, what? Yeah. I mean, because her brother died, she took up the quest. Yeah, I, I think there are plenty the thing, of reasons like she already to believe had, she, she would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of weird that she's mourning over her brother and she's not... And the way she even said it, it's like, the way Galadriel said it, like, she's like, oh, yeah, I lost my 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 brother. And then she kind of, like, looks cagey and is like, I wonder if the lore boys and girls will, will buy this bullshit. Mm-hmm. And my husband, why didn't she visit her husband's grave? I mean, there's like, why is, is this, no this now coming out? Like she said, they're like my, my brother, my brother, my brother, my brother. I don't know, man. She's, she's a little Targaryen, a little Targaryen like fixation on her brother. Maybe is what I'm getting at. <laughs> gotcha. I don't know. Obviously I didn't have a problem with it, um, but it was a surprise to hear that she had a husband because that's yeah, the first time like hearing bonus motivation, you know? Sure. Yeah. Uh, th- th- some of the stuff she says, though, I like. I think 
when she tells Theo, like, you didn't mean for any of this to happen, right? Intentionality matters. Intentionality yeah. matters a lot. Like, What's in your heart, yeah. You can fuck up accidentally and cause bad things to happen, but did you intend those things to happen? Because yeah. if you did, you're a dickhead. If you didn't, yeah. you, I, I feel like you're forgiven. Yeah, and, and, and the other thing is, um, like, if you fuck up and you internalize that and think you're a fuck up, it'll probably cause you to fuck up more. You totally. know, um, and like I thought that she said, no, you're shamed this- for fucking up. It'll it'll cause you to be like, OK, well, fine. Nobody likes me anyway. I'm just going to do my own thing. It, it, you can get bitter and angry about it. Honestly, Dune got it wrong. Fear is not the mind killer. It's shame. Um, but yeah. her point of like, don't take this burden on you, because if you do, you might have trouble putting it down. And yes, I like that. Um, I like that because I glad speaking from experience and it's also tragic because he's like, well, how do I let it go? And she's like, well, you got to trust in the powers beyond the darkness. But she can't do that. Right. Right. And he knows it. So it's like there's it's it's it works on a lot of multiple levels. Um, if it I want to praise this Gladrill storyline. I mean, I can, I can praise the bits that I like, certainly. I, I think like. But I still think like there's a better show where they didn't do the pyroclastic cloud. They're not all separated. Because yep. like the thing is like Lord of the Rings never had a problem with people having intimate conversations. Like I'm thinking about like uh, Aragorn and Arwen got to know each other as they're marching from uh, you know the capital of Rohan uh, to uh, Helm's Deep. You know, mm-hmm. and they had like all these different conversations they could have, kind of like as as they're traveling away from this disaster. And they could have done that. They like this. This destruction, this utter destruction is, uh, again, we use the word unforced error, but that's exactly what it is. Yep. All right, let's move on to Durin and Elrond. Uh, A little bright spot here in the episode. They dig toward the Mithril Mine. They take a break and they chat about the outcome of their rock-breaking contest. Elrond reveals he lost on purpose, but he was winded. So, you know, he had a chance. I thought then, that was funny because I, I had noticed that like Durin is like worn the fuck out and Elrond <laughs> is not even breathing hard or sweating. And I'm yeah. wondering, I, I was like, yeah, we're going to like, I wonder if they're going to bring that around. And they did. And it's it's so perfect. It is. It's very good. Um, Durin tells Elrond that he has a secret name. Uh, he's not just Durin the fourth, Durin the fourth or whatever. Uh, but Elrond says, you know what? Save it for the mine opening ceremony. Once we get on the other side of this, you can tell me your secret name. And they dig again. They hit pay dirt, opening a hole into a massive mithril mine. Unfortunately, Daddy Durin finds them, and he is pissed that they defied his orders. They kick Elrond out, but it turns out he still has a chunk of the mithril. Um, I, I got two things. First, what I'm not, I do not understand. Were you making a joke about him having a secret dwarf name? Or did no. I? Because I thought what no, they're getting at is that he is the uh, uh, he comes from a long line of Durins, like uh-huh. that Elrond's kind of poking fun at the dwarves not having creativity in their names, and Durin comes back with like, well, the the mightiest thing a dwarf can do is to live up to being worthy of his father's name. Where does the secret name? Did, I thought he said among ourselves, something? among ourselves, we have secret names for each other am i wrong about that did i i, I might have misinterpreted it. it's possible dude i i didn't i didn't have uh uh we there's another crazy thing out of nowhere 
we got screeners for this episode so <laughs> right. far, just this episode. We didn't, we got denied screeners at the start of season. So I was watching the screener copy, which does not have subtitles. And mm-hmm. so maybe, maybe, but I, I didn't get that. Maybe, maybe he was alluding to the fact that the dwarves have, I know the dwarves essentially their whole language is secret, which is one of the things we didn't talk about the, where the King was suitably impressed with Elrond. Um, it's not like elves don't bother to learn stone, the stone speech, it's just mm-hmm. the dwarves really jealously guard that. Um, the only sure. like the about the only uh, stone speech people hear is their battle cries. Like when they, huh. you know, All they right. say like they, they got a, a particular phrase I can't pronounce because I don't know the stone tongue where it's like the dwarves are among you or axes of the dwarves. Um, <laughs> so, so Elrond knows how to say die, you elven scum. <laughs> well, but he understood <laughs> what those dwarven lords were saying. Right. Although I think uh-huh, you could yeah, use yeah. the context of them being like, holy shit, 500 years but but mm-hmm. but uh, so th- th- that 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 jives with Ken. I just didn't hear it, so I, I that must have okay. um, slipped past me. And it the would make thing. sense. Like think about a dwarven household when everybody's named Durin, right? Like you call sure. Durin, Grandpa chimes in, uh, right. Dad chimes yeah. in, the sons, yeah, yeah, yeah. the grand, everybody chimes in. Yeah, yeah. Durin no, not that Durin. The other Durin. What? Yeah. Right. Um, and really in a crisis mining situation, Durin, look out! Yeah, you, you can't have that. <laughs> everybody goes uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing is Durin's pickaxe, man. This thing looks like it's got a telephone pole for a handle yeah. and like a fifty-pound anvil for like it's a it's a goddamn pickaxe. Amazing. Love it. Um, why? So, so, can you explain to me the expression on Elrond's face when he looks at this mithril that he managed to smuggle out? Because I can't tell if it is pleasure. That he still has the mithril, or if he is sad that he won't get the mithril from the mine, he's inscrutable. Wh- whose expression we're talking about? At o- Elrond. At so point? when he gets kicked out, okay. right? He still has yeah. the mithril in his hand, and he looks at it, and then the camera does a close up on his face, and I cannot read his expression. Hmm. I didn't take. I didn't take note of it to to wonder okay. what he was thinking or feeling. But I imagine, yeah, so I, I I guess I imagine he's feeling that, like, it must be really bittersweet to, A, be proven beyond a shadow of the doubt that this stuff could cure you, mm-hmm. B, to know there's just a shit ton of it, which yep. looks like in pretty easy reach. Like, once they found the thing, it's like, yeah, you just get scaffolding and start, start taking this shit out of the mountain, and you're not going to get it because of the stubborn-ass dwarves, and now you're going to die. So like whatever emotion that is is probably playing on his face. Did it look like constipation? I was. Yes, it could have been okay. constipation. Yeah, Got some and D Deesa's cooking his... really bound him up. Yeah, a lot <laughs> yeah. of a lot of a lot of cheese and starch in the dwarf diet, and it's totally. Uh, so I'm I'm picturing a a path forward for the story here that involves using this small amount of mithril that he does have to maybe construct the forge. The Celebrimbor is trying to construct and trying another source of saving their power with the yeah, rings. Yeah, that's that's one thing I didn't give a lot of thought of, to is what happens now. They got till the spring. Can they beat this yeah. stuff so fine that is is that you know like uh, it seems like man we're gonna have one more episode and we haven't even got to the rings of power because um, at some point Sauron's got to pop up like the devil and be like hey you know I got the super secret ring forging technique that can do blah 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 uh, maybe is this enough to make like 
the nine rings of men and the seven rings of dwarves? Is that is that going to be wondering. like? They, yeah. I wonder if they make the rings of dwarves like if there's going to be some kind of like uh, treachery plot where the elves are forging that, hoping to corrupt the elves, the dwarves' minds, so they can get the mithril they need oh, to boy. do the things they want. Like dark, you know? Yeah, it is pretty dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. All right, then we get another scene with Daddy Durin telling Durin that when he was a baby, he was very unhealthy, and he used to stay up with him, uh, trying to nurse him back to health. And then he had a vision one night of, of baby Durin with a big old man gray beard, and he knew Durin would live. And then they argue loudly about Daddy Durin's decision not to help the elves. And then Daddy Durin tears off Durin's necklace and tosses it to the ground, I think... That means he's not a prince anymore. I'm assuming this yeah. is just like bling that says prince. That's you know? what she said. The Adisa says no matter how many collars he dashes to the ground. Yeah, it must have been. It must. And she's wearing one too. It must. I must identify you as prince and princess or something. But does so he says leave it. You're not worthy of it. Um, yeah. And he has a brother. Am I am I crazy that Durin has That's a brother? What Disa says that brothers. Maybe also named Durin. Yeah, during five through eight. It's like George and, Foreman. And I, I got the impression that the succession had now passed to one of his brothers. But during the episode, I I think they contradict that. <sighs> well, I don't know how to read thing, this event here. If this is just symbolic or if this is actually demoting him from Prince position. I think it's probably symbolic, but the king could make it real. Although Disa sure doesn't think so. Um, right. But I, but also it's like, I, I got the impression the time before that they have these really intense fiery blowouts. Sure. Sure. Um, because that, and it's so bad because they both start out from a reasonable place. Like during the third is trying to say like, I love you, boy. I love you more than you can probably understand. Mm-hmm. Like I stayed up and I, I, for a year tried to keep you. And then I was so, and Peter Mullen is so good at these big moments. Like, I think I got a new favorite, yeah. you know, like he's previously the, oh, I'm all the way down. But <laughs> now it's like our son would live and move mountains. Like I like, God damn, that's great. Yeah. I love that scene. Um, but I it's saw, playing right into all the frustrations of Durin, right? Because like, this is the yeah, coddling. Like, this is the you are yes. Yeah, this is ahead. the forcing of him down the path that the father has chosen for him that he is so angry and, and resentful about. And it yeah, like how can I ever move a mountain when I turn a shovel and you're constantly criticizing me? This is you know this yes. is the well-meaning helicopter parent trap. You know they they want their kids to succeed so bad that they forget to let them live their lives and make their own mistakes. Um, yes. But and they they, they slow like I, I like I, the other thing about during the third is it doesn't seem like he let lacks when his son makes that like he's like I've got this sick ass point that should just win the day and during comes uh, during the fourth comes back with you know uh, well how can I move mountains if you won't let me even turn a shovel full of soil and then during the third comes back with well mm-hmm. son you just under- don't understand everyone needs to be tempered he's like how is my my friend and his entire race yeah. dying tempering that's like breaking right. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, plus this guy's as much of my brother as if he came out of my mom's womb. And that sets uh, clearly there's some sort of an emotional thing. And, it's and not and a now, logic thing. Yeah. 
And now they're both, and they're both saying things like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. And then, well, you, you are the ones. Profaning the crown you're profaning wearing. Profaning yeah. the crown you're wearing. Like, it gets way too fucking personal and out of bounds. And then he's yep. taking his royal. But I, I kind of got the idea that this this happens on a near weekly basis. It's something that they've struggled with all their lives. Yeah. It happened the last time Elrond showed up. That's why he stayed away for 20 years. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't I don't think that's true, but you're right. It, there's probably a history of this w- between them. Yeah. But it's great. I I love these scenes, man. Yeah. It's so, so good. good. It really is makes the other stuff stand out in stark relief. Mhm. All right, let's go over to the Harfoots. Poppy is eating all the apples and Nori wakes up and sees it and it worries her. Because they need those apples until she sees that all the trees have miraculously come back to life and are bearing fruit. The Harfoots feast and gather food for their travels. And then until Poppy finds a very large footprint, which belongs to these weird white witches. Um, they're, they're searching I, I, what, for Meteor Man and then let Nori tries to point him in the wrong direction. Yeah. What what does an all applesauce diet do to your bowels, man? Like that's I guess there's a lot <laughs> of fiber, just... but. Also, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, nothing They're good. Just Let's be, just say just that. going to be shitting cider, I think. Um, I don't know. If this is a great migration, I'm I'm assuming they come to this grove once a, a year, so maybe they're used to all applesauce diet. Mm. Maybe they're built for it. Yeah. They're going to have to go back to visit Disa for some <laughs> some potatoes and cheese to, to bind them back up. Yeah. Like Theo tries that all applesauce diet and... He's mm. just, he's a loose cannon for the rest of his week. Not good. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, the Swedish death metal elves are back. Searching, they're hot on the heel of the meteor, hot on the heels of meteor, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm calling them the witches because I don't know what else to call them. Yeah. Swedish death metal band is a uh, mouthful. Um, but yeah, they, they are looking for meteor, man, or he points them in the wrong direction. They recognize these flowers. Um and the, the, it looks and like the meteor man kind of left a trail behind him, like he is spontaneously flowers sprouting flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I, I liked that. I'm surprised they weren't dying as they walked past them. And I don't know if that would be like mm. if they are evil, giving away too much. Um, yeah, about yeah, their evilness. I, I but blowing up might the Harfoot's caravan is pretty fucking evil. So they yeah. kind of gave away everything. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was cool too. Like the you know, there's a uh, flash of you know, Samwise, Ganji challenging to, you know, Strider, like, uh, unhand him, Longshanks. Like, uh, when, mm. you know, they're, they're pretty brave when they have to be. Like, uh, it's just Nori. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then these guys disappear, and they come up behind her, and her dad comes up and is threatening them with the brand. And you Sadak harm a like, hair on her foot. I love that line. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. Um, <laughs> and they just, yeah, they suck up all the fire and destroy the caravans. Oof. Definitely evil. Yeah. Oof. Uh, that's a big blow for the Harfoots. I don't know how they're going to recover from Dude. all of their caravans being set on fire. Yeah. Their food, their supplies, their yeah, transport. That's going to say. It's like, yeah, hey, we're probably dead anyway. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. All right. Beric doesn't want to get back on the boat. This is Isildur's horse um, because Isildur isn't there. So he runs back to where Isildur was, and Elendil regrets saving Galadriel. Yeah. It's like uh, Dwayne Durock Johnson Jr. 
uh, says, uh, he's, he's like, uh, you know, he's not going to listen to any of us because he's soul bonded with that prick Isildur. And now he just won't, you know, he can't be told anything. Uh, shouldn't he know this? Didn't Elendil tell him all about this and that his mother had told him all this stuff about the bond with the horse and yeah. how sacred and important it is? There were two lines in here that I really think the character who spoke them was the wrong character to speak them. Mm. It's mm. that. And when Elrond tells Durin that they need to let the rocks settle, I'm like, well, he fucking knows. He knows better than you will ever know about everything rock related. Why are you telling him that? He should say it to you. Oh, see, I thought that was like a little bit concerned for the rock, but also like you need to take a break and you are like, you know, like uh, Durin might not take okay. a break if Elrond doesn't need one. So Elrond's giving him a cover for like unless instead of you making your heart winded, explode, yeah, you're trying okay. to keep up with me and Elf. Yeah, I, I, thought, I, I, I interpreted that, yeah. as, as him. Yeah. Given like a, him a little bit of a, a break cover. OK, then it's just a horse problem here. Um, yeah, I, you're right. I like uh, I, I, Ellen Deal should have been like sad to know like, oh, Barrick can't leave because he thinks his master's still here. Now, yeah, v- Valendil should have been trying to get get Barrick on the boat and he wouldn't go. Right. And Ellen Deal comes up and says he's not going to go without his. Yeah, he's bo- yeah, he's bonded to that idiot. You got to let him go. <laughs> we, we lost an idiot son and a horse. Now I lost so. a shitty son and a good horse. It's uh, it's, it's too bad. <laughs> Uh, Galadriel and Theo get to the encampment, the Numenorean encampment. Uh, Theo searches for his mother and sees all the wounded. And then Theo and Bronwyn are reunited. And so are Theo and Arondir. Arondir? I don't know. His name's killed yeah. me. I have in my notes that no, nobody important is missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm I like, mean, I'm like well, I guess Isildur. But then I'm like, oh, he's not important. So yeah. Point stands. There's a lot more Rings of Power to ponder. We'll be back right after this short break. And now, let's dig a little deeper on Dug Too Deep. All right, Galadriel goes to the Queen, and the Queen expresses her commitment to continue fighting against evil and return to Middle-earth at some point, and Elendil loses his shit. He just can't take the guilt getting his yeah, people into this. Yeah, he's overcome good. with with grief, with shame, uh that that he was ready to like completely renounce his ideals just because the going got tough a little bit and the queen who he thought, you know, uh that the queen's got more backbone than him, got more stick-to-itiveness to the elves, got more thirst for righteousness. Like I wasn't oh, I, exactly sure. I also sure. read that this was maybe him this was regret for getting his people into it for good now. Like, there's no way back because the queen is now committed oh. to returning to Middle-earth. Holy shit. Okay. All right. I, th- I thought maybe it's like he, he lost his way a little bit and was ready to pack it up and his queen kind of showed him up. But uh, Maybe. I suppose either of those uh, could be true. You might be right. We'll have to see. We'll have to yeah. see. We'll know more next week, I'm sure. <laughs> or maybe not. Like uh, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I Honestly, my worst case scenario of um, this show punting a lot of these important questions and mysteries and stuff into the future it might they might be that goofy you yeah know? that's possible because like it seems like they cl- they clearly and that's the other thing is like i'm starting to question the wisdom of this five season mandate too like definitely five seasons i thought that they had that they were budgeting for five six seasons of this and it's like man what if this is a three season story because wow we've really drug our feet on some pretty important things that feels like maybe we should have gotten gotten a little bit more uh, knowledge on yeah i don't know i mean i think they'll keep making it until the audience 
withers and dies, but I don't know if that'll ever happen. I, I see a lot of people saying that this has renewed their interest in Lord of the Rings, and I can see that. You oh, know? for sure. Because it's not all bad, and so the ways it's bad, a lot of people just don't care about, right? Um, and it's exciting, I think, for Lord of the Rings fans to have more Lord of the Rings on television at such and high production gorgeous. levels. Yeah, yeah, and it's some again. You don't you don't give a fuck about violence. It's family friendly. No mm-hmm. one swears. Uh, so I get it. Um, I, I don't think the audience will drop off enough to get them to stop making this. Maybe they cut the budget a little bit because I think all that stuff pretty baked damn in expensive for the first couple but, seasons. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and I, 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 but I do, I do think that they can't fuck around in season. You know, I, I there's a whole mm-hmm. other episode left, but I do think they need to watch about fucking around in season two, or they might. This might be a very expensive debacle. And I keep on, man. The other thing, I was kind of low key seething the second time I was watching this and taking my notes and like sharpening my barbs and like the money they spent on this show was just a marketing uh, alone. I know what you can say. And you know the where expanse, I'm gonna go. Expanse, man. The expanse. Yeah, and if, like, they... The Expanse left another whole fucking trilogy that might be the best one on the table to not adapt it. Mm-hmm. And, like, if they fuck this up so bad that they don't even get to the... Like, what What if... I wonder if there's a world in which this this goes so badly in seasons two and three that, like, uh, the Amazon pulls the plug so, like, they don't even finish the a- adaptation. True. But, like, or what, what, what would hurt my feelings most as an Expanse fan? That or the fact that they just, they just plug ahead and they finish it because they've spent all this money and, and the experience right. that was truly amazing got shortchanged because Amazon refused to market that at all. I, I Every time I go to the yeah. movie theater and yeah. I see that fucking 60-second commercial for Amazon Prime Video, mm-hmm. I seethe because not a single second features the expanse. Yeah. And you're like, well, yeah. hey, Ron, it's because it's an old show. They're still showing fucking Fleabag. Fleabag. <laughs> right. There's still that show's been off the air for like four fucking years. It's never coming back. Ah, uh, doesn't have more story right. to tell. The expanse says, "Yeah, I, I'm with you." It's it's but pretty nerds, annoying. Nerds that are listening to this podcast, I love you. I'm one of you. Mm-hmm. If you if 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 and and, and maybe you don't get down on the sci-fi nerdery, but if you do and you haven't given the expanse a shot, please watch the first four episodes. And at the end of the fourth episode, you're like fucking hell that's the coolest thing i've ever seen in science fiction in the last 20 years then you can stop watching with my blessing but i think 99 percent of you are going to get there and be like shit yeah and then you're going to find out there's a whole other trilogy after the end and you're going to be outraged and mm-hmm. we need more of you if, we need if millions you're a more. babylon 5 fan from back in the day i think you'll like the expanse a lot actually yeah if you thought deep space nine was a gritty mm-hmm. morally gray exploration of morality during war uh, amongst alien, yeah, oh, the expo- and it also doesn't feel incomplete, right? Where they left it, you can leave it yeah. there, and you can it imply a lot of stuff, but it doesn't feel like, oops, we just stopped in the middle of a plot. Right, right. You'll get to the end, and you're like, oh, that's a great season, and then you'll get outraged only not because they left you in the <laughs> middle of a story; it's because you know there's another trilogy. Yeah, it would be awesome. Anyway, anyway. We need a, a, it's we all need about another mil- we need another 5 million people ass mad about this yes. uh, hounding Amazon to do it or give up the rights or do the movies or something. Anyway. Ass mad. I love it. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's go over to um, Nori's dad. Largo wants to get back on his feet and keep going. Sadik wants to weep. Um, Largo gives this inspiring speech um, that inspires everyone to continue walking and it seems to work. But Nori takes two apples and goes after Meteor Man. Poppy goes with, as does Nori's mother, Marigold, as does Melva, <laughs> as Sam does Samwise. 
Samwise Poppy stands up and says, "Not without me, Miss Mr. Nori." Yeah, and and uh, and Mary Gold Mary Gold stands up. Yeah, yep. Says, "I'm going yep. to." We got a Boy, Hobbit crew. You can't we really a put a pippin crew. on any of these other people. <laughs> Mal- Malva is the pippin here. I don't know. And Sadik's going, Mal- which is the big yeah, one, right? Yeah, and that's the thing is like Malta's been kind of like the thorn in everyone's side, and she's the naysayer, and she's the one that wanted to leave mm-hmm. Poppy's fa- or Nori's family to die. But like her, even her being like, "Look, I I just been wrong," you know. Uh, what's the what the, the line of like, "What's the use of living if we're not living good?" That's mm, yeah, it's great line, great line. I agree. And then we got like, you know, uh, like he says that what we can do, like no one else can do is walk. That's the Lord of the Rings birthright, man. Those series are just long walks. And like we got a Mm -hmm. great fellowship setting out across these big vista, this big landscape. Like I got I got so much fellowship vibes at the end of this. It's great. And they do head in the direction that Nori was pointing the witches away Mm -hmm. from. So kind of see what her intent was. Uh, The queen leaves Middle Earth. Bronwyn says they're ready to travel to their new settlement. Galadriel's going to the Elf King. Uh, then Bronwyn asks about Halbrand, and Galadriel is apparently going to take him. Um, he's injured, and I think Galadriel plans to take him with her to Linden, and he gets cheers as he rides out of the encampment. And then before she goes, she leaves her sword to Theo. How we feel about evil Halbrand? Because he's taken wounds that only elvish medicine can heal. That's given. That's reminding me of Frodo and his Morgul blade wound. Because if they're just mm. burns, you know, I feel like Bronwyn could deal with burns. Just put some some Middle Earth Neosporin on it, and you're going to be fine. But well, they're all out of Alfirin seeds, right? They used all <laughs> the that aspirin, up on Bronwyn. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, they got to go get more of those. They need to go to the Valley of Procter and Gamble and get some more. <laughs> I, I, I do. I do wonder if um, they are leaning into because he, he looks a little like red rimmed in his eyes. Like maybe he's 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 having some life mm. drained out of him. Uh, he, he's yeah Being corrupted. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't have a strong read on that. It's still a mystery, I guess. But he's also very committed to like I'm not going to leave these. Uh, I'm not going to abandon these lands. Uh, I want to fight yeah. for my people. I've I'm, I've sacked up, man. Mm-hmm. Did his did his sack get burnt up in the pyro classic cloud? Do you think, Jim? Well, almost certainly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, is he even how, a king? I don't know. How good's his uh, how good's <laughs> the loin area of his armor? <laughs> is that made uh, of mithril? I, I don't know. Probably not, since the dwarves are just now getting around to discovering it. Yeah. So yeah, Sack's gone. Um, I, I, I gotta think there's some prestige that comes with having an elven sword, if you're a kid. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. He trades oh, yeah. this evil In the hilt, Southland? right? He's yeah, obsessed yeah, yeah, with this yeah. evil hilt of a sword, and suddenly he has an elven sword. I think that's yeah, a trade that's up. Well done. I'll make that trade all trade all day. God, I just I'm so because like I feel like I would like this thing a hundred times more if I they just didn't do the stupid volcano shit. Yeah, because a lot of the actual things they're doing I think are good. I just think mm-hmm. that like um, Isildur is borderline irredeemable, and just like they just did a phenomenally stupid set piece. Uh, and it's a yeah. damn shame because yeah, you're right. That's a great like yeah, you lost your evil sword kid, but look, you got this bright shiny elven sword now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you got, you know, they're kind of trying to tell me that they're, this kid's head screwed on straight, which fair enough. All right. Let's go back to they're Durin. also. Oh, also, like this yeah. is something I'm going to ask John about on the lore cast, because they talk about uh, the River Anduin, which is the big central river that kind of runs through a lot of Middle Earth. And there's a hmm. Numenorean colony at the mouth of it called the. Uh, Pelagir, Pelagir, I think. That's where they're headed. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I checked it out and there is an entry for this port port city at the mouth, uh, at like the delta of the Anduin in the, the Tolkien gateway. So there's there's lore. There's lore to be uncovered, a rich mine of mithril lore um, that we'll be probably talking about on the lore cast. I, I had a guess as to what that place was called written in my notes, but what, what we don't have it? subtitles. Yeah, it was just like you... Pelegra or something. Um, yeah. But I took it out. I, I, any name that I didn't already know, I took out of my notes because of the screener copy we got without subtitles because yeah. I wasn't sure how to say it. Well, I thought they pronounced it. it, it, it there is, I thought they pronounced Anduin really weirdly, too. But maybe oh. I've never honestly heard that river pronounced. So maybe it's Anduin or something. Gotcha. Um, and uh, because, yeah, I, I had to because I knew how to spell that river. So I put that in okay. and L O T R and I did yeah I did something Pelagree or something and, and it <laughs> uh-huh. yeah it, it auto corrected so thank God thank God for Google yeah apologies if we didn't get that right but uh, let's go over to Durin he's mourning the inevitable death of the elves and Disa tries to cheer him up by saying one day he'll be king and then they'll dig for Mithril I'm not sure why this cheered him up. Because unless they're going to kill the king tomorrow, it's probably right? going to be way too late for the elves. Because the elves wasn't, have wasn't there spring. like a three month yeah window here? Yeah, they have till spring. Yeah, yeah, it's a problem. Also, did they just send the dwarves home? Like, okay, well, why build the tower? Why build the forge? I guess. I guess. Well, the so the dwarves. Where were the dwarves building that? Were they? Were they building in that the, in their territory or the Elven? Region? Yeah, in the Elven territory. It's outside. Okay, so like they took all outside. the dwarves. Yeah, they probably took all the dwarves yeah. home. They had the dwarf. Or yeah, at least I, I there's know. a rider going out to tell the dwarves to come home now. Maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, I just thought the it was a weird triumph. Because yeah, it's like, yeah, one day it will be in this mithril. You'll, you'll be able to, to call the shots. Um, well, this was also confusing for me because I thought Daddy Durin just said, you're not the prince anymore. And right. so that succession was never going to happen. Right. But Deese is leaning in and saying, yes, it when you become king. And I'm like, OK, is she he's just first. He's either, he's either the first in line or not. You know, like I don't, and that's the thing is like, did the king was that something he did in a fit of peak or is that something he's going to stand by or like, yeah, I, you're right. It's a little confusing. It's because like I, I didn't know it and they can clear it up later. That's fine. Sure. It's just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If watching this, is the this I was like, is he or isn't he? Yeah. This is the worst thing that the episode had going on. It wouldn't be that bad, but totally. It is a little confusing, I thought. Then we get to see Daddy Durin throwing the linden leaf into the mithril mines, and it catches fire when it hits the bottom, and we see the Balrog. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm I mean, kind of surprised they... they show the Balrog waiting down there. I suppose it's no secret, but it seems early. Eh, I mean, they call it Durin's Bane in the Lord of the Rings movies, so... I, th- I think the timeline is all kind of goofed up for all this happening because like that that's the thing I I thought they would show because the like you know maybe something stirring but the actual reveal that it's a Balrog um, I imagine they're eventually going to mine vast quantities of mithril and this Balrog's like <laughs> yeah that leaf felt pretty far but it wasn't mm-hmm. like 
Gandalf, free, you know, base jumping after the Balrog to the middle of the goddamn planet. It's like, right. yeah, it's surely this isn't what like, Saruman meant when he said the elves dug, gr- dug too, too greedily. Green. But and I guess too I'll deep. just keep going. Yeah, I wish they did. I, I think they needed to spend a lot of more time with that leaf falling or maybe leave it a little bit more ambiguous what threat is down there. Because, like, that ball rod yes, looks away from the last. Yep. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I think if there was just, like, a red glow and maybe a slight roar that you hear or the yeah. beginnings of a stirring, yeah, I would I would like that a lot better. But, yeah, it's not what yeah, they chose like, to do. Yeah, and, like, that's what's shaking down. There's something down there shaking. It's angry. And it, if it just a leaf burst into fire, that would have been enough. But, yeah, it feels know, like it's leaning badass. too heavily into fan service right i mean the show has done that many times it's just i i think you service all the fans by just showing a glow yeah and and playing a slight sound i was more than you service them here because you let them think about it right i i don't know i was also a little disappointed that i that they just they just ran back the lord of the rings era balrog which if it ain't broke don't fix it and you know that was like I had never been 100% satisfied with any of the depictions of the Balrogs that I'd seen in any of the novel or any of the, you know, legendariums or compendiums or all the different artwork. And like, I thought the Weta just fucking nailed it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a that's a creature of fire and shadow. And it doesn't have wings, does not have wings. Does it, like, it's very more. So like, but I was kind of hoping to see, I don't know, another take on it. But they're just oh, yeah? really leaning into the the original films depiction of it fire fire and smoke demons probably don't change much over the ages no it's fine i was just hoping to see another equally awesome interpretation of them because they've done like unique things with the dwarves i think that was really cool like they're 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 copper boots that look like dwarf feet sure i think are very charming their helmets that are just literally giant (laughs) versions of their own heads Mm -hmm. is super cool they've done some like uh they've they've given the 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 sylvian elves kind of like this weird like int face stuff on their armor it's different than like legolas so i thought it's like oh they might have another cool take on balrogs and it doesn't look like they do but that's cool because this is pretty good take pretty sweet yeah and finally adar tells the orcs that they're home and the sun won't touch them here and waldrick declares adar lord of the southlands but he says no no it needs another name we see the caption change from the southlands in gold to mordor in black i thought this was a little i thought it was a little you thought it was much uh, too much okay yeah, when it turned into like, you know, Southlands to Mordor flaming and see you know. here here's what I wish happened in this final season. I think they needed to save Mount Doom for the final episode. And I think all of these things needed to happen, and this was the end of the season. Yeah. You, you have Mount Doom erupt, you have yep. the smoke spread, you have the caption change, you have him yep. say we need a new name. Season over, we'll come back season two on this huge change in the world yeah instead we've got another two two episodes you know this one and the oh, next one one episode oh and yeah counting yeah, yeah, counting okay. this one after yeah, mount yeah, doom yeah. blows up to like do what to to set up next season i feel like that would have perfectly set up next season i honestly have no idea what to expect because i'm you're right this feels like uh at this feels like a finale this feels like 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 uh, if they want to do like a lord of the rings or the wire or the or breaking bad where like the real bomb happens on the penultimate and then you have the you know the kind of epilogue that sets up next season this this feels like the finale right and last episode felt Absolutely. like the penultimate so like yeah. what the fuck is the finale going to be 
Um, it's got probably something with Meteor Man. I don't know. Yeah, I hope we get some. God damn it! I hope we get some some kind of answer about that. Because um, I don't know if I can take this sublingual guy. You know, just act <laughs> shocked and befuddled and mildly evil for uh, another. Whole yeah, season. I can't see another episode of him going. Ha ha! I'm good. Wait, no, I'm evil. Wait, no, I'm good. I can't. Let me ask you this: At what point does Waldred just like express regret for the side he's? Because like this cannot be what he was hoping for. When Sauron came back, he this is not looking survive, like the world being right? This is just the worst place to live if you're a person. Oh, absolutely. Living in an active volcano. Yeah, like, it's terrible. Uh, humans turns out need sun for a lot of reasons. Yeah. It's like, cast off your cloaks and helms, orcs. The suns will no longer trouble you. You people, there'll be some vitamin D supplements. Make sure you take those every day because you're going to start yeah. to fucking die. Your your proteins are going to form properly anymore. You're, you're going to get real fucked. depressed. Yeah. Here's some whole milk. It's fortified with vitamin D. Just start guzzling it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's great. Yeah, that's for what's orcs. coming out of those diseased cows. Right. It's just milk with vitamin D. But when are they going to see that like Adars is using them like literally like mm-hmm. the the I, I think he's going to treat the humans like the the orcs have been treated like essentially enslaved people being subverted to wills that are not their own, which that I guess that's sense. interesting. But I don't know why Walt, well, yeah, Waldred needs to like wise up, man. Yeah, he chose poorly. He chose poorly and he'll probably suffer for it. So I hope so. He's another we'll one of those I'm rooting, actively rooting against him. He's in he, uh, Waldred, oh, yeah. Waldred and Isildur. They they need to die. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Is that it? Is that gonna, That's it, man. Well, yeah, we got our, one our, episode our, left. Do you feel like your spleen is fully vented? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I had a half. I, look, I had a bursting full spleen last episode, and I vented it quite a bit in that podcast and feedback yeah. episode. Cool. This episode, I only had a half full spleen because... Some of well, a good chunk of it was good, and I enjoyed it. I will it. say, like, I will say that now that we got our well, all the biles out of our system, we've we've reset. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think the show is poised to be stupid at this point. Like, there is nothing <laughs> that immediately is jumping out of like this is fucking stupid. They got that a wide, they got a wide open field to do an amazing finale and make me eat all these words. Like I just despite everything, I think the queen stuff is working. Galadriel and Theo stuff is pre- working pretty well. Uh, fuck Isildur. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm super Adar. I'm on Adar's team. I'm on Durin and Elrond's team. I'm on the Harfoot's adventure team. Let's 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 bring this thing home with the finale. Yeah. Let's we'll uh, see. We'll see. Do you want to audience, gentle listener? Do you need to venture spleens? Do you have? Do you need a place for bile to go? Do you, do you have antacids for us? Mm-hmm. Uh, send that in to Doug Too Deep at baldmove.com. We'd love to hear hear what you think about the Balrogs, about Celeborn <laughs> taking a bullet before the season starts. Uh, what you thought of the pyroclastic cloud? What do you want to sell us on the bullshit cool ash theory? Uh, whatever. Doug Too Deep at baldmove.com. Don't forget. We'll be back Monday uh, with our buddy John, or I'll be back Monday, buddy, or our buddy John, to see if we need to vent his spleen a little bit. Because I, oof, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to him finding out about this Celeborn stuff. Um, oh yeah, boy, at the Mithril yeah. got him hot. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Doug to deep at baldmove.com. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, dot com slash bald move for all the latest releases and updates and what we're up and about. And if you want to get an ad free feed and tons of bonus features check out our support uh, or, and just keep us going. Uh, check out our support page at support.baldmove.com to find out how you can get access to that and a bunch of other different stuff. 
we'll see. We'll see what how, how the finale looks uh, next week. Until then, I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.